This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Uh, hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Blackman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. Hey, this is Jules McQueen, and you are listening to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. It's really, really not that good. 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 Wow. Episode 243. Yeah, that would be the one. Chipping away. Steve is gone, as you can tell, because there's not some big, crazy intro. And this is like a super weird time for us um, to be doing a podcast, because in podcast land, podcast land, this is supposed to be in order, but in real world, in real life, Doug and Eric are in Nebraska right now. Um, this recording this on a Tuesday night. I leave for my elk hunt in two days. So by the time this airs, I will be on the mountain somewhere in Colorado, hopefully with a bull down, um, yeah. either for my dad or me or both. And so mm-hmm. time will tell. Um, so that's just kind of like a pre-warning. We're going to try and just do a little pre-elk trip podcast, um, cover some expectations and uh, some concerns and worries and just all that you have. Um, your first time doing a DIY backcountry over-the-counter bow hunt. It's a dream for a lot of people from the Midwest. Yeah. And uh, we're just going to talk about it. Jeremy is hopefully going to call in. He's on dad duty, uh, <laughs> babysitting his yeah. newborn twin. So we're going to see if we can't get him on. So in the studio, it's just me and Cameron Tank. 
Yeah, hi. How's it going? You're not the intern on this one, man. Oh, I, it feels weird. I don't feel right. Tip that mic up a little bit. Maybe you are the intern. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> I'm trying. At least Steve's not here to like bury that in on you. Yeah, I know. That's Well, yeah. The podcast is brought to you by Scent Crusher. Uh, I am going to be living by that Ozone Go, the the Max especially. We got I got both with. Jeremy's got one. We're going to be running that thing every chance we get. Anytime we're back in the truck, we're going to sit in there and run it. Or uh, we got our bags. We're going to you know crush crush our clothes when we can. But man, a lot of it's going to have to just depend on us hunting the wind. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's going to be there if we need it. Right. Especially right. Like, on the drive out there. Just like the road trip of being in a car for 14 hours is really yeah. going to help. Yeah. I'd say when you're climbing up a mountain, there's not much you can do. But yeah, if you're, you're going to be by the car, I mean, why wouldn't you? It's your easy. nuts are going to stink. That's yeah. just the way it is. <laughs> your nuts stink. But uh, we're going to try and uh, Syncrush is going to help us out on that. No more stinky nuts. You know what I'm talking about, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> Caught me on a beer drink. Yeah, there. I know. I saw that. Yeah. Um, HHA Sports. I'm shooting the optimizer kingpin, the fixed position. Tank, you're shooting the fixed position also? Yeah. Yep. I, yep. I think we're all shooting the fixed position, everyone uh, at the working class crew, um, except for Steve. Yeah. Now, say Steve's you, got I, a dovetail yeah, still. Yeah, somebody had a dovetail. But. Same as sight, pretty much. Just dovetail or fixed yeah. position, and that's all just your preference. We're all shooting the um, the Virtus Arrow Rest. That thing's yep. awesome. I'm loving mine. Yeah, no problems for me. Yeah, it's I'm liking them a lot. Lifetime warranty, can't beat it. Made in America. They support our veterans. Sure. Got to love that. Um, also, <laughs> Elite Archery, the Ritual. We're all shooting that. We have our own special edition Ritual. Super excited for that. Well, you got your tempo? Not, I'd say not everybody. I've, I've got a tempo, but I freaking love it. It so, is amazing. So I, I have to add this in so because <laughs> in podcast land, Today, I don't know, that's real world, but podcast yeah. land, this is afterwards. Doug arrowed his very first, Yeah, the first animal went down to the WCB ritual, so luck of the podcast is in the riser. Right. And, oh, you know what? I'm turning the light red right now. Oh, there you go. Let it begin. Oh, there it is. Oh. The light is red. So um, Better not change. Yeah, we can't. Eric, come on, buddy. But uh, Doug shot his very first velvet muley today with his ritual. Yeah. Um, I don't know all the details yet. Um, I know it was on film. I don't know how good the footage is. Yeah. We got the teaser today. I know we they uh, put some stuff up on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so you'll yeah. m- this Real- will all be known shit by the time this airs, but it's yeah. exciting new news to us, so super pumped for him. Yeah. And uh, the light is red. Right. It's a real pretty deer. He predicted, if you go yeah. back and listen to episode, <laughs> what is this? What episode is this? This is 243, so it would be 242? Oh, uh, that... Um, no, it would have been heading to Nebraska, two forty one. Yeah, two forty one. If you go back and listen to heading to Nebraska episode two forty one, Doug predicted that someone would have a deer down by Tuesday. We're mm-hmm. recording this on yeah. a Tuesday night. He shot his deer this morning. Witchcraft. That dude. That is mustache man that he magic. has like makes predictions like that. It's crazy. He was. He needs to start predicting the weather. He was like eight out of ten last year, or something crazy on predictions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's the, like the, the what about me, Buck? The Miss Cleo, <laughs> <laughs> the mustache. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. The, what about me, Buck? That happened. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. There's something to the stash, man. I shaved. So Eric shaved his face to look like a mule deer <laughs> war general. 
I kind of like under. I did. I gave my beard an undercut. Yeah. I like shaved my beard short, but I left my mustache all shitty. I noticed it at work. I was like, yeah. What the fuck Nobody said shit you? today. I think they were like, he has really shitty facial hair. I'm like right in the line of like just having really shitty facial hair <laughs> or looking like I did it on purpose. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's like a real gray area. You don't know. What no to one say. said shit because they didn't know like how to approach me about it. Like that guy sucks at trimming his beard. Like, oh no, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'll I put know. a wax into it tomorrow. That way everyone knows uh, I'm like. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is real. Yeah, this is real. Um, so basically, what I'm going to do, we showcased, you know, Scent Crusher, HHA. The HHA went to work. The Elite went to work. Uh, the Victory Arrows went to work on that mule deer. Uh, Doug shooting the rip TKOs. Um, mm-hmm. Ethics Archery inserts. Use code WCB for 10% off. Yep. And also, our sniper trail cams are running hot. Um, awesome quality, um, very reliable cameras. WCBH10 for 10% off all sniper hunting products. So thank you to all our partners. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Yeah, this is going to be kind of like a, this is a weird time for us because it's, and we're going to get Jeremy on here still, but if that, if that all works out, but it's a weird time because I leave in two days. Uh huh. So I don't even, I can't even function at work this week. (laughs) So, it's one of those, I feel bad for you, Cameron, because we're all going on these hunts, and you're like, fuck, I should have planned this. Oh, this is totally my fault. This, it's spring when I got tax return. I was like, man, I need to get my stuff for elk hunting and going out west, and guess what I didn't do, and guess what I should have done? <laughs> you failed. I did. Oh, I'm, I'm not happy, but I get a rutcation, so I... That's the thing. I'm kind of, I'm sacrificing my whitetail hunting, but... I think it's worth it. I wish I would be. Yeah, and it's tough for me because I always go on my rutcation for yeah. whitetails so even though i'm doing i'm chasing like a dream yeah and i'm going on like an adventure you know animal or not this is like a, a true adventure oh, yeah for sure so that's cool i gotta think of it that way but it's just one of those things where it's just kind of different for me but i think a lot of guys i would say most people are in your shoes right now yeah like yeah. the shit dude i wish i had planned ahead yep. shoulda woulda coulda exactly and well it's that time of year you see everybody yeah. putting elk and mule deer down. You're like, man, I want to be hunting. Like, if you're yep. in the Midwest, you're like, ugh, October. Yeah. Everybody's already got a deer down. Yep. It's like, what the hell? That's what's crazy is Doug's going to come back on, Yeah. you know, cloud nine. I got a deer down a <laughs> yeah. month before it even op- a season even opens in right? Iowa for him. Yeah. So for me, though, it's like a de- the, ask- the thought of going out west and doing a DIY hunt. It was really scary because mm-hmm. when you think about it or when you talk to people, there's so much to like learn, it seems like. Over-the-counter tags. Certain units are over-the-counter, but yeah. some aren't. Well, then how do you draw the good units that aren't over-the-counter? How do you apply for points? What right. state should you apply for points in? What tags are affordable? Mm-hmm. How much is it? Do you get your money back if you don't draw a tag? Yeah. How much <laughs> is the point every year? And then you calculate, oh, man, if I applied for all the states I want to, I'm yeah. dropping this amount on this crazy amount on just tags and shit yeah, that I'm not getting yeah. anything out of right now. And there's weird ways that you can kind of get like a backdoor tag. And if you do yeah, it right, and special hunt opportunity yeah, type yeah. things. And then it just seems like so much because yeah. Midwestern guys didn't grow up in that <laughs> right it's area. Like, oh, we have a tag. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's tough, man. Yeah. So, so what I, we decided to do is, Go in to Colorado, which is a super popular state for elk hunting. A lot of units are over the counter. They're expensive. Yeah. Um, for people wondering, I think mine was. I bought my tag already, so don't be like, "How'd you not know the price?" It, it was like six hundred and. Um, 
Oh yeah, six hundred and sixty bucks for an elk tag. Yeah. And yeah. So, it's I mean, so worth it. You're gonna spend some money. I mean, you see that price tag, and you're like, oh my gosh, that's so much money. But it's like, think about how much meat man, you're getting if you kill yeah, one. Yeah, so much meat and just the experience. It's uh Right. It's, it's insane. so worth it. I'm stoked, man. I can't wait. Well, all right. Before we dive into this any deeper, we have a veteran shout out. Man, I'm yep. sorry. Steve's not here, so we're not hitting that right yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, we're going to go straight into hunting. I know. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Steve's not here. Let's soak this up. <laughs> so uh, the veteran shout out is Gerald, Ger- Gerald Casperson. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. So uh, U.S. Army, uh, U.S. Army active from 03 to 06, and then National Guard from 08 to uh, 11. He says he uh, lives, breathes, sleeps, and hunting. So, yeah, he's awesome. totally up our alley. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for your service. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you. If you want to submit a veteran for a veteran shout-out, it can be active duty. It can be anything. Just submit them. Go to workingclassboner.com, the contact form, and you'll see mm, the yeah. veteran shout-out. Yeah, there. and we really need to uh, thank everybody because it's September 11th right now, isn't it? Yeah, the day of recording. So Yeah, it's for sure. It's definitely a special day for It's crazy. For Definitely. But so thanks to everyone for your service. We appreciate the living fuck out of you. We love yeah, you guys. Yeah. And uh also from the other episode for the national North American Whitetail Championship winner, we picked a veteran for a winner. Yeah. We re- I replied back to the email <clears throat> that submitted mm-hmm. that and it's like giving me this is an invalid email. Yeah. So, so. I've e- tried to email it twice and Nothing. Um, Jason Crumley. If anyone knows Jason Crumley, <laughs> find him and tag him. Bueller. Up. Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> I, I tried to search him. <laughs> yeah. And there was like, for me, and maybe just where I'm, our area, yeah. there was like three Jason Crumleys, and I didn't know who was yeah. who. You don't want to just guess. Yeah. So if anyone knows Jason Crumley, apparently he, they must not listen to the episode. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll just have to pick somebody else. But I hate to do that. <sighs> right? I won't. I won't. But if I can't get a hold of him, I don't know what to do. So right, I just you got to. I gave an honest try here, so I'll, I'll let it simmer till I get back from elk hunting. If I don't know, I yeah, you got to pick somebody. I, I got to pick someone this else. Is too too awesome. Too yeah. awesome of an opportunity. Yeah, I don't want to let it run dry. So, um, well, I think what we'll do is we'll see if Jeremy can step away from his kids. If he can't, we'll just we're going to talk about how nervous I am. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I uh, got a crazy story from the woods oh, over yeah, the weekend. You got a good story. Here's what um, we'll do. We'll talk about your crazy story, and then I, what I'm going to do <clears throat> is I'm going to push everyone that's never done a hunt like this yet to get the balls to do it because I, I'm i currently on the way out of that feeling. Yeah. So I know what it's like to be in it, and I'm getting ready to be pushed off the cliff. <laughs> Hopefully not for real. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you've been saying that. If I don't come back, I'm going to end up on a mountain as bear shit. I'm so scared. <laughs> I bought the wrong gummy bears at that <laughs> store we were in. It smelled like skunks. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm hungry. <laughs> All right. Hope you guys enjoy this. Sorry, it's uh, awfully random. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jeremy was able to get away from the uh, the twin babies there. Jeremy Meyer from Buckstorm Productions, thanks for coming back, dude. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. He's excited. <laughs> <laughs> if everyone didn't know, I've talked about it. Uh, Jeremy is going with my dad and I on our hunt. We're going to hit the mountain and hopefully come out successful. I am very excited for that, though. It's going to be awesome. He's going to film for their production, Buckstorm Productions on YouTube. Check them out. And then uh, we're going to podcast if everything works out on the mountain. I'm hoping the audio comes out because you're on a fucking mountain. I don't know what's going to happen. but Right. So I'm excited, dude. We'll, we'll cut into that. We have a quick story here. So Cameron was in the woods the other day. You got to just tell the story because <laughs> I, th- I just want the listeners to hear this. It's crazy. So <clears throat> I actually picked up a uh, farm 
<clears throat> them and be able to deer hunt uh, this fall. Just uh, so it's really weird. It's a bigger farm, but they let, are going to let me hunt this one corner. But they don't really deer hunt. It's the best corner in the farm. Blah blah. So um, I'm scouting and found this really big uh, intersection. So I set up a camera and following down the one trail. <clears throat> and uh, on the topo map, you can't really see it, but it's a big hillside and there's a big tree that had fallen, so it made a pinch. Mm-hmm. And there was a tree that was just destroyed. I mean, snapped in half. Like just, fresh? Yeah, yeah. Like you, you could feel the sap, and it was still sick, sticky. The velvet floss. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, when you called it that, I was like, that is perfect. That's exactly what it was. <clears throat> so we go down the trail a little bit more, and there's this pool of blood. And I was like, what the? What like the pool of blood? Like a puddle of blood? It looked like you just shot a deer out of a tree stand. And he like, stopped and was bleeding yeah, or something? Yeah. I mean, there just was blood everywhere. And I was like, hey, it was fresh. Like, I touched it, and it was still wet. And I was like, well, that's weird. Hmm. But, but uh, there was no blood on the... On, on the, the tree, no. It was white. The tree was white. It was it was so weird. I don't know... Okay. What, I don't know if it, like, broke the velvet open, and then it walked down and finally started bleeding or whatever, but uh, <coughs> uh, we uh, crossed the creek because I was going to set up another camera and cross a creek and we run into more blood and just like little drips. And we're like, what, the, what is going on? Like mm-hmm. nobody would have shot this deer. Right. And, um, so we're just following it and it's going right where I want to put up a camera. And my dad's with me. And, uh, he was like, we should back out. Like we shouldn't do this. It's too close. I was like, no, no, no. To where you think bed is or something like that? Or where, where he thought it was. I was like, no, no, no. I just want to put this camera just up. It's an old logging road, and uh, it's just overgrown. And mm-hmm. I was like right on the uh, very like tip of it where the trees had grown up and you can't get through. Right. I was like, no, I just want to put a camera right there. <clears throat> and we're walking, and we're still following this blood. And he's colorblind, so he's just behind me. Right. And he's looking out ahead what I should have been doing, but right. whatever. Well, you're, I would have, I would have done the same thing. Right. Right. <laughs> and I, I had already started looking for trees to put this camera in. I'm like, okay, okay, let's just go a little bit more. I just want to go just a little bit further. And he grabs my shoulder and like rips me back. And he's like, do you see that? And as soon as I look up, this buck jumps up out of his bed. I'm not going to put a number on it, but it was a huge deer. It was a huge deer. It was you. Give me a number. No, I, I'm not going to do it because I hate these stories because I have no pictures. Give me a yay or an eight, 170. I'm not going to say nay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was a... It, Bigger than 150? Yeah, for sure. It would make my 158 look like a little baby. So it was a 170. If you want to say that, that's cool. Okay. <laughs> I right. just hate not having a picture because it's like when like people are like, oh... Yeah, it was yeah, a nasty you sound like eight. every dude at a bar. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was this huge fish, and no, no, it wasn't. I hear you. No. I hear you. But uh, well, Jeremy, you had a kind of a almost like the opposite story. Yeah, I was. I was saying the only time I've ever heard of something like that was somebody finding sheds in the snow from following blood, where they just shed and were still bleeding. That's crazy. That is and awesome. I've, I've never, yeah, never heard it. Well, you, know, you would velvet. think that you would find velvet. If yeah, that's what it yeah, was. Right? And the reason I know it's from his antlers is we're walking through. It's like um, CRP. And uh, where the blood was, I mean, it was like, I mean, chest high on me. So you got to think about a deer. Yeah. It was up I high. Mean, yeah. It'd be his head high. I remember Your dad said the rack was like, Jeremy, you ever seen like a, 
like a, a high fence buck or a captive deer when they shed their velvet how their whack their rack is like unusually white yeah that's yeah. what your dad said it was like yeah yeah i would say huh. he, and he had a better visual on it than me i just saw it hop into the woods and then it sat there and stared at us which they didn't know what we were so that made me feel a little bit better so weird man yeah so it was crazy. Uh, it was the craziest thing. i've like never had anything like that happen to me like while huh. it was going down i'm just like no this isn't real i'm interested to see if anyone's had this experience this time of year when deer are coming out of velvet right right interesting it makes me feel stupid though <laughs> yeah i hear you i hear you it's like that you're telling like a wise tale in a yeah. way but like, yeah. i get we it. all have stories like that yeah it was a sam squatch i saw it i swear <laughs> well jeremy you're Tell us about what I mean. We can hop right into the elk story, or I figured we can talk about a little bit what you did today because you were you're out chasing deer that may or may not be in velvet. Yeah, I, I didn't see much today, but I ended up um, a place I actually grew up hunting on. We kind of just stopped going, lost contact with the landowners, and uh, through a guy I work with, we I, we were just talking about hunting, and we ended up talking about the same guy and said he's good friends with him, and I ended up with his number, called him, and. Now I got another 5,000 acres of good mule deer, whitetail, and antelope land. Saw some goats, but they were all kind of out in the middle. Um, but it was I was fighting 30 mile per hour winds. Deer were deer were hiding pretty tight, so it was kind of a rough day for me. But kind of cool to get another 5,000 acres of private land to hunt on. That's for sure, dude. That's so awesome. I wish I could say that. Well, that's, it's different where he's at from where we're at. Cause I you, know. You're out in South Dakota for people that don't know. So it's like Western ground, I think, is cheaper. Yeah. And it's right. uh, it's just different. You know, if you had yeah, 5,000 5, acres, acres of timber. It's fairly small out here. I mean, it's not not crazy, but I know there's good deer out there because I've seen them, seen them come off of there with my own eyes. So. <laughs> cool. I'll have to get out there and shoot a muley. I got to get that done now because Doug shot his first muley today. So I'm like, oh, now I got to... Uh, chip that off my bucket list here quick yeah. too we're gonna work on one up and then with an elk though dude that's <laughs> right so let's talk about that so i was kind of going in in the intro there's i think because i was in this boat and i want to thank you for kind of like pushing me out of the boat on this because we, we had talked back and forth and just got closer as you know just talking on the phone and conversating about doing a western hunt and we decided on going to colorado and just going for it and i just there was just so much that I don't know. Like I was texting you every day, a couple times a day about, well, what do I need to know about this state? Where do I need to build points? All this. And then right. we were just like, let's do an over the counter hunt. Um, you know, the tags aren't cheap, but it's, it's worth it. I mean, it might be cheap when you weigh in. They what are the, one of the, one of the cheaper ones, but yeah, I guess they're about half the price of some other States. <clears throat> yeah. There's quite a bit that are up there. Colorado's pretty decent. I mean, if you consider what is it? Six, Six seventy-five or something. Yeah, six sixty or something like that. Yeah, but it'll be worth it. Do you yeah. feel better about it now uh, that it's getting closer? Yeah, I, I feel <laughs> I'm so stoked for it, man. I it's I just won't know until like I can't wait till to learn from all this. But I'm stoked to just like try and get on elk and just that the chase of it's the best thing, you know? Right. Oh yeah. I can't. Just the area we're gonna be is gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's I can't wait. And I'm I'm so excited. I've had I've been having trouble sleeping for the last two weeks. Like I'm so ready. It, it it did come up fast on us. I feel like like it very fast. <laughs> but but at the same time, now that it's like the week of, it can't go fast enough. 
it's going now it's going real slow so mm-hmm. i'm so ready man and this elk hunting's always been a dream and up until just a couple of years ago i'd always thought about building points but was so yeah. intimidating i didn't know where to do it and all this when i was younger and i had friends that have done it and i finally just said hey if i want to chase the, this dream one day i have to start preparing for the future and there's a ton of guys that i know locally here in illinois and iowa that want to go elk hunting's on that buck list i want to yeah. go elk hunting. i want to kill an elk i want that experience but they're not doing anything to accomplish that experience. Yep. Right. Um, but at the same time, they're all buying new trucks. So it's like... <laughs> that's that's good with me. You can buy all the new trucks you want. Right. I, I, I kicked my own ass after I said that. But <laughs> but you know what I mean, though? Like, they're spending the money there, but it's like, man, yeah. that's a material thing. I get why it's necessary. I, I like having a nice truck, too. But, right. you know, you could, instead of doing that or buying this or that, you could put that into just points mm-hmm. or, the, or your tag or, like, the 660 whatever dollars it is. Sounds like a ton, but if you think about if you went to the bar three, three weekends in a row, oh yeah, and spent yeah, sure. yeah, 150, right. 200 a night, don't do that for two months. Boom. <laughs> but, hey, that's that's just one one truck payment. For some <laughs> right, people, yeah. you know, it right. really is. So if it came down to having a vehicle and a in a a nice vehicle and not being able to go hunting, I think I'd probably choose the hunting. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, sure. just get a, get sure. an old beater and yeah get out there i mean look at the white tail adrenaline guys yeah you know, right they go out with thousand dollar five hundred dollar vans and cars and shit and get it done <laughs> it's kind of awesome <laughs> but it's i'm super nervous but i'm excited now i'm i'm out of the nervousness and i'm into the excited part i think mm-hmm. now uh, me and cameron were shooting our bows before the podcast and i was like i'm not doing anything too crazy i'm gonna shoot to keep my muscles good but i i kind of use the analogy that like i'm a fighter but I, i've already weighed in so i'm at that <laughs> i'm at that take it easy before the yeah. fight type yeah. of stage yeah. so yeah. i'm not like i'm not out there shooting 50 arrows at 90 yards like and stressing myself out i know my <laughs> bow's on i know i'm shooting good i shot i shot 20 30 40 and 50 i shot some 10 yarders just in case i get one in close to know i'm on and <laughs> And we're good there. I don't need yeah. to stress out. I'm mentally, I'm, I'm confident. Yeah, you should see. Uh, wait, all I the, wish there was. Go ahead. I say you should see all the research he's done about frontal shots. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> like he knows exactly where the heart is in every position. You got to though, man. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, we talked yeah. about the frontal shot. Yeah, there's a lot of argument about that, but you know, I've never done it. But every every thing I've ever read from people that have killed lots and lots of elk, it's all they claim it's a good shot and i'm you know it's people that i trust so yeah um i mean i've been obsessed with the born and raised outdoors guys lately mm-hmm. like i really right. love their videos oh i know i love them at cameron does now <laughs> on lunch break every day i'm like all right i'm watching an elk video yeah. my wife walks in the room <laughs> fucking elk bugling i'm like I'm watching born and raised she's like yeah of course you are but I, those guys are awesome i love their videos but they're they're big on it, and it seems like a lot of the time I'm kind of going off like what we were talking about. But when you call the elk, it seems like they come in hot straight to you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks easy. Yeah. I I don't know. It doesn't look hard to me at all. <laughs> it's, it's simple. It's, it's the adrenaline that gets you. We got a uh, animal that size coming straight at you. It's it gets your nerves going for sure. Dude, I'm gonna. F- I hope we get that close. I'm gonna freak out. I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> and I'm gonna get it on video. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shit myself. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about your videos, they are top notch. I love watching your videos. Thanks, man. Yeah, they're crazy. It's uh, it's hard to. I don't want to. I don't brag about them myself, but 
I, I don't know why I watch other people's videos they're a lot better than ours so it's kind of nice to to hear yeah. other people are enjoying them yeah well I like how yours are just they're not it's not overproduced where you're exactly. like exactly and that, that's something like I like about the born and raised boys too is they don't have it's not just unnecessary stuff throughout mm-hmm. the whole video where you're <laughs> like okay come on get to what I want to see yeah. you just see like you see like the real experience rather than like this doctored up right. chopped up like production yeah everybody yeah, wants we're, we're pretty basic but yeah. that's good though it's good if you do it right yeah right you know what i mean there's like too many drone shots and all that is like okay yeah i've seen enough like at the same point i want to see you guys i want to see the stock yeah like i want to see more detail of the stock i want to see um like guys on the mountain like what they have how they're carrying stuff that's the stuff i'm interested in right now anyway but yeah right uh but i don't know man let's just talk about our game plan and kind of like what we're going in as because for people that have never done it and this might help them chase it whether no matter what state you're going to this can kind of apply wherever you're going to be right so if you want to touch well, on like how what kind of what our game plan is as of now it might completely change come right th- well week. we can kind of start with how we you know i honestly don't even remember how i chose that unit that's so long ago how long ago was it that we decided we were going to do this dude we've been talking about this hunt for february it's been a while. It's been, I guess when it, when it comes to units, you just, especially over the counter, I think you just got to pick one and go because you're never going to know until you go there. Because you can look at all the forums, like, all the forums you want online. Every one of them is going to say there's going to be a lot of people there. Don't yeah. go there. Mm-hmm. I mean, everywhere you go in Colorado is that way. So you just kind of got to go experience it for yourself and go from there. But uh, basically, we just dialed it down to a couple trailheads and uh, we're going to. I'm going to get there late Saturday night, and I think the first thing we need to do is drive every road possible and in the dark go about every mile and bugle and see if we can't locate any off the, you know, fairly close to the road before we get too crazy and dive five, six miles in and find out there's no elk there. Right, yeah. Yeah, there's plan A and plan B. See if we can find them close to the road. Can't find them close to the road. We're going in deep, and we're we have all the gear. We're packed and ready mentally. That's what I'm expecting to have to do yeah. because right. it's rare when a hunt comes easy. So yeah, um, yeah it's going to be. You can. <laughs> I've looked at Google Earth, and I know you've looked at Google Earth, and <laughs> you know when you're looking at Google Earth, you think that's not going to be too bad, and then we'll get there, and whatever route you planned on going is you're going to change your mind because <laughs> it's going to be big. But <laughs> I think I think we'll be all right. That, I think for me that'll be part of the experience I think is you know that's gonna that will suck for sure but I think mentally this might change when I get out west I've never hunted out west but mentally I think I have a very strong mental drive for hunting mm-hmm. like whitetails I push it push it push it until I can get one I move stands I'm not afraid of hard work to, to get it done um, right like the same thing when we were in Kansas completely different terrain from Colorado I know this like I get it that it's gonna be a big wake-up call for me I already know that mm-hmm. so everyone that's getting ready to type an email saying wait till you see the mountain buddy like no I, I get it I yeah. already know I'm gonna be fucked fuck I get it I know so but Kansas the weather sucked ass for turkeys we grinded all fucking day until I had an arrow and a turkey. So, like, I get that hunting doesn't come easy. I know that there has to be suck there to make to make the success taste so good. Oh, yeah. For so, sure. I'm expecting, you know, we're going to eat Mountain House. I'm probably going to get constipated, or I might have the shits on the mountain. <laughs> it's going it's to be the opposite of my experience. <laughs> You're going to have 
You're going to want to pack two bags of shit, like. Uh, my dad texts me, I'm bringing 12 rolls of toilet paper in the truck just in case. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Holy shit. So we're good there. We got And I got a couple. Uh, I got everything I need in the pack. So I, I think I have enough in my pack right now for the whole the whole group if, if we all get the shits. But I'm going to be shitting my brains out on a mountain. I'm going to be chugging creek water. I'm probably going to get sick from that. And I might get like half mauled by a, by a uh, black bear. Not half a brown. Mauled. If I get mauled by a brown bear, there's some, something bad going on. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But I know it's going to suck. But I, I'm looking forward to the. It's going to oh, suck, yeah. suck in the moment, but it's going to be so awesome yeah. after. It's a good suck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, when the when you're chasing bugles, it's a whole lot different. The, the, amount, the speed you can go up a hill when you're chasing a bugle is a whole lot different. But. And that's but what everyone's told me, man. Over, I'll yeah. feel it. I'll feel it. And that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, in South Dakota, you guys have elk there. I mean, you guys are around them. I've never heard an elk bugle like mm-hmm. in the wild. That's what yeah. I'm excited for is to watch you hear your first bugle. I mean, I've already heard some bugle this year. We've already chased them. We have a guy here that has a tag. Um, they haven't been going too crazy, but when I when you hear your first bugle, you're gonna be you're gonna be addicted. I can't wait, man. So by the time this episode airs, we'll be on the mountain. So That's crazy. Hopefully, I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to make a Doug prediction. Hopefully, we got a, oh boy. We have an elk down by the time this airs. We'll air it a week from the day of recording. And then uh, then we'll, we'll close in with another one, hopefully, and, and get that done. I, would, I can't make the official like set-in-stone prediction because that's Doug's job, but... Um, <laughs> I, dude, I'm I'm stoked. I think I think we will see elk. Everyone that I've been talking to that's going, I know a lot of guys that are going the same dates and saying that the elk should be hot. Right. Yep. That's kind of how it is here, and I mean they're going to be the same just about everywhere. Every, I mean everywhere is going to be a little different, but as far as like the peak rut, uh, it's around here. It's <laughs> mid September, and that's kind of why I pushed pushed for this this week that we're going. And hopefully, the, I mean the weather looks like it's going to be pretty good. It, during the middle of the day in the closest town is going to be like in the seventies. So up in the mountains, we're going to be probably in the sixties, which is not too bad in September. And same applies for like deer and elk, like the weather, like the weather makes it good. Yeah. I'm I'm assuming. Well, I mean, think about when it's, you know, there's been September's here where it's 90. You don't want to go out and do anything. You just want to kind of lay around. Yeah. They're doing most of their rotten at night. Uh, when it's cooler they're they're not going to be doing much moving during the day but i'm hoping we we get some daytime action yeah so so they're a lot like uh deer when it comes to rutting i mean if the temperature and weather isn't right i mean they just they don't do anything for you it it seems that way i mean if there's a hot cow they're going to be they're going to be rutting regardless Mm -hmm. i I don't know if i'm 100 percent right on this but i think a cow goes into estrus for like 12 hours whoa oh really so i mean multiple times though yeah i if i remember right it's like three three different times they have three different cycles i don't know this could be totally Mm -hmm. wrong but um i think it's right in there where they i think it's 12 hours at a time three different cycles (laughs) and somebody's probably going to send something in telling me i'm wrong (laughs) and i could be but (laughs) i'm I'm willing to admit that yeah see i'm so stoked for that because i'm just ready and the thing is I want to make it clear. I said at the beginning, I mean, we talked about this before in another podcast that I wasn't going to shoot a cow and I wouldn't shoot a cow unless it was the last day, last minute. Cause I know as soon as I shoot a cow, a big bull is going to come through and be like, <laughs> but we're going me, I, me and my dad are on the same page and this, the drive out there is going to really dictate where we're at. 
because last time I was talking to my dad, he's like, well, I don't want to shoot a real small bowl. I'm like, F- legal, I'm shooting it. I was like, so we got to be fucking who's shooting what, because if a bull comes in, you're not going to shoot, and I don't shoot, yeah. I'm going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> Just watch yeah, it walk sure. out of your life. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's legal, I'm shooting it. That's my goal. I want to get a legal bull. I want to break that ice, that learning curve, and then be able to be like, all right, I got it under my belt. Let's move up from here. Well, heck, right, Papa Dave's no, one deer looks like ahead. an elk. <laughs> go ahead, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's no different than when you first you shoot your first deer. You got people that out they'll they'll try and shoot the biggest possible deers, pass up a bunch of small ones, but you don't get that experience without doing it. You know. Yeah, and, and you know it's especially that's so far away, and it's a big bucket list hunt that I think it'd just be amazing, man, to shoot a you know I want to shoot a, a branch antler bull. Um, in Colorado, you can't shoot spikes. What is it? Uh, four points or a brow over four inches? Four points on one side and um, brow time, it's either four or five inches. I'm going to have to double check on that before we go. But yeah, uh, anything that's, if it's got, if it's branch antlered, it's, chances are it's going to have a brow that's, you know, longer than five inches. But yeah, for sure. Another well, thing is, is part of the experience is, packing the bull off the mountain i gotta <laughs> you gotta experience that for sure i'm looking forward to that man that's got to be the craziest and the most like fulfilled feeling that you can have as a bow hunter i think when you're when you're done <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's about the worst thing possible when you're doing it but but that's that goes back to one of those things like the suckiness of that makes it so cool mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's one of those things that you look back on and want to do it again but while you're doing it you're just hating life yeah, I want to. I want to hate life in that type of way, you know. I'm with you. I want to hate. I want to hate. <laughs> I want to hate life twice or three times in that week, if possible. <laughs> That'd be a long week, but I'm all for it. It would be the coolest week. <laughs> so I'll even even if I'm the guy that shoots the smallest bull, <laughs> I will gladly volunteer as long as I can get one. I'm not, Fair that, enough. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Yeah, I think you sent you sent me a picture last night of like this bull that looks like an inbred, like his nose is all it, messed up. Something is wrong with that thing. So you're like, I don't know if I'd even shoot this bull if he was 380 or something like that. And I'm like, <laughs> I'd shoot him if he was 200. <laughs> I said if this if this I, I don't care if this bull grows up to be 380, he has no place on my wall. It, it, <laughs> it, I'll, I'll send you that, or you can post that picture so people know what the hell we're talking about. It, yeah, it looks like this bull like. Yeah, something's wrong with him. His mom and his cousin had a kid. Oh, <laughs> something weird. <laughs> and it was him. <laughs> Poor guy. He's like better than a wallow, and it's like the perfect side profile <laughs> shot of him. It's fucking hilarious. Here, I'll show. Uh, I'll show Cameron quick in studio so everybody can hear his reaction. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Look at this guy's snout. What in tardation? <laughs> I, I can't handle it because I got it plugged oh. into the mixer. His snout's like it's like a weird Roman nose, like his, it's almost like his skull was bent. Yeah, yeah, like he broke weird. his nose, like he smashed his nose or something when he was little. I don't know. That is, cr- yeah, but yeah, it's super. I mean, on a deer that would look cool, but yeah, man, that just looks weird <laughs> on an elk. It, it is like a big Roman nose, but almost too much of one. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty funny. <laughs> well, we kind of. We're kind of all over. This is one of those random podcasts. Like I, I said that in the pre-intro, like, you know, the other guys are in Nebraska. We're going here. Um, we're building up a lot. We're preloading a bunch of content. We're super busy with season coming in, super hot on us. So 
this is just one of those podcasts I wanted to do because by this air, by the time this airs, we're on the mountain chasing elk, and I just kind of want to like just basically the point of this whole episode. Anybody takes, if you're just gonna take one thing away, it's just go for it and make the plan to chase a bucket list hunt or your dream hunt. It's right not that far out of reach for us. It's a 14 hour drive. No. <laughs> And but it, it really isn't. I mean, it's not costing a ton of money, and it's 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 worth it. I mean, you you don't know until you try it. Exactly, it's kind, of, kind of a scary deal to do. And I'm sure, like you said, you've been nervous. But once you once it's over, you're just going to want to keep on doing it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like this is the push I think I need to want to do different shit. Like I'm not going to have a problem. Like, Oh, I'm going to put in for new Mexico. And if I draw, like, let's go, you know what I mean? Right. It's just one of those things. Like I'll have, I'll have that confidence to try, just try things. It, it just seems so scary not to reach. Cause a lot of people only hunt private ground in Illinois or wherever mm-hmm. in the Midwest. And you're like, you can just go out there. Like, it just seems kind of, it just seems weird for a lot yeah. of people. Same tree stands every single year kind of deal. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's like it's getting out of your comfort zone to to just have a different experience is what it is really, mm-hmm. right? For sure. And after the first time, you're gonna be you're gonna have everything you need to go do it again. Yeah, that's it'll what, be even it'll be even cheaper the next time around. Yeah, tag cost a tag and some pack in food and whatever groceries. Right. To- fuel. Little, yeah, fuel a little bit of toiletries. You're good. Man. And yep. that's that's the thing. Like next year, I'm wanting. I'm already like planning different shit. Like next year, I want to come to South Dakota and hunt mule deer and antelope with you. Now that they change the season, you can do them both at the same time, which is awesome. See, that's <laughs> fucking awesome. So, and then, and then you got to come to Illinois and hunt uh, the November rut. You're gonna have to tie me down to the stand. I know that's gonna be a tough, but it's gonna be funny because I'm gonna have to like text you, like, "Hey, just sit, man. Things are good." And then, <laughs> but Kurt, it's 8:30. I need to get out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like just chill, man. Just chill. I haven't heard any bugles. <laughs> <I haven't>, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been bugling all morning. <laughs> I've glassed the same little area a hundred times. There's nothing in this spot. Get me out of here. <laughs> the thing is, like, that'll be happening next year when you come down in the fall or whatever. But, you know, next week you're going to be grabbing me by my pack, pulling me up a mountain. I, ho- I hope so. I, <laughs> I haven't, I'm not in as good a shape as I'd like to be, but I'm a little, I'm a little closer to the mountain as far as elevation. I think I I'm gonna, I'm going to lose 17 pounds next week. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with you're probably gonna lose twenty. You think? Uh, yeah, it's gonna. <laughs> you're you're not gonna want to stop and eat if we're in the elk. Mountain house aren't that great. <laughs> it's all gonna be coming out right after you eat it, <laughs> dude. Okay, I be hey. If I lose twenty pounds, I'll just keep it going and I'll just be a savage for next year your, too. Your wife will you be all over you when you get home. Yeah, I know. She's like, damn. I'm like, man. I'm on that Cameron Haynes fitness diet, baby. What's up? <laughs> Hungry. I just ran fourteen miles before breakfast. What do you know about that? <laughs> I'm stoked, man. I, I really appreciate you taking your time and, and coming with us and, and just it means a lot, dude. I'm I'm so excited for it. I'm excited. I, I just need to get through this last week of work. It's been a struggle. I got tomorrow, man, and then I'm uh I'm putting in another vacation. I figured I'll sleep in a little bit before the drive. We're taking our time. We're taking this is something else that I'm assuming this will help us. We're taking a day to get acclimated to the to the elevation. And we're going right. to do some light hiking, some light scouting, me and my dad. And then when you get there, then we're going to be ready to just turn up the heat. So Get after it. Sunday morning. Let's do it, man. And then, Like you said, maybe you'll have a bull dead before I get there. 
Can you imagine? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I would be That'd like, be awesome. It'd be like how I said on the other podcast. It'd be like if Steve shot a two hundred inch deer. It's not because he's good. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're just like walking down the trail and three fifty steps out. You're like, oh, okay, I'll shoot that one. Oh, wow, the wind's I, perfect. <laughs> I think you need to be a little more realistic. The chances <laughs> of you shooting a bull while before I get there is a lot better than Steve shooting a two hundred inch deer. I will agree with you on yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I will agree with you on that. Sorry, Steve, but <laughs> <laughs> the thing is. If you hunt, no matter where you hunt, if you don't have general hunting skills, it's going to be tough for you. You got to learn like the basics of like animals, wind direction and movement. (laughs) Then you can apply. Yeah. It'd be like going to be a big deal. Yeah, it'd be like if you were going to race like a motorcycle. Well, yeah, you can ride a dirt bike and a crotch rocket, but if you don't know how to hit a jump, yeah. you ain't going to get very far on a motorcross track. Right, right, right. You know, I don't know how that applies anyway at all, but I'm <laughs> Is losing that a wrestling reference. To me. I'm not making a wrestling reference. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this, tell people where they can find your videos. Yeah, you know uh, it is. You can go to, uh, go on YouTube and search Buckstorm. And it, I believe it'll pop up, um, or you can go on uh, our Facebook page and type in Buckstorm, same deal. Instagram, all the links are on all of them. So Awesome. Well, man, that I appreciate is, you. We'll see you here in a couple days. And then remember, in podcast land, we're on the mountain right now. So uh, wish us the best luck at the podcast. Yeah. Sounds good. So awesome. All right, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Kind of one of those podcasts had to do it. Uh, weird time for us. Hopefully you're out in the woods or getting ready to be. And you know what that means. Go shoot your bow. We love you. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.